The Islanders come out with a flat performance and fall to the St. Louis Blues. We have our key takeaways, plus our weekly farm report as we talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss after last night's 7-4 defeat at the hands of the St. Louis Blues. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also... Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and uh, I am always live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me on Twitter for some expert insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time, so please do feel free to reach out. Not an easy night. Uh, the good news was it was my first trip to the UBS arena. Uh, I, I am immunocompromised, so I was extra cautious uh, with regard to COVID and, and finally was able to go to the game uh, last night. And, and beautiful arena, really did enjoy being at the game for the first time. What I didn't enjoy, though, was what I saw on the ice. This was just a poor performance overall by the New York Islanders. And the Islanders outshot the the Blues. But, you know, the, what was the final shot total? 40 to 28? But that isn't indicative of the way this game went. Because even though, particularly in the first two periods... The Islanders outshot the Blues. The quality of chances that St. Louis had were so much better than the Islanders' quality of chances. And, you know, you look at the first three goals scored by the Blues, and they were ahead 3-1 to one at that point. The first two goals both came on odd man rushes, where the Islanders' defense fell apart, they turned the puck over, and you had two-on-one breakaways. 
And I can't blame Ilya Sorokin, who didn't have a particularly strong day, but can't blame him for either of those goals that he gave up. But it was just allowing some really high-quality scoring chances. And, you know, Sorokin wasn't able to bail them out this time. And then the third goal, which was scored by Ryan O'Reilly, he was diving and, and sort of on his way down and poked home a rebound. That was just a great individual effort. You tip your hat to Ryan O'Reilly. But where was the defense? Again, getting beaten to loose pucks, not boxing out your man, allowing, you know, turning the puck over. This was just a sloppy, sloppy performance. There were some positives, you know, Noah Dobson, his usual goal and an assist. A nice power play goal from Zach Parise off a nice feed by Josh Bailey. That was pretty, but by the time Parise scored, it was already 5-2 to two St. Louis. And you're just not going to be able to come back from, you know, a 5-1 deficit with 16 minutes and 10 seconds left in the game. That part of it was just disappointing. And... You know, the other bright spot, well, it's always good to see J.G. Pajot get on the board. And, you know, first goal as an Islander for Hudson Fashing. I was, he he hustles, he played not bad. Uh, not sure he can, you know, finish very often because he struggles. He forechecks well, he, he hits well, uh, he creates situations well, but not always easy for him to finish. But it was, he, he plays Nicely for a fourth-line guy, and I was happy to see him get his first goal with the Islanders. Other than that, you know, the the other good thing, I guess, the Islanders do fight back with a little less than five minutes left. It goes from five to one to five to four, but you can't rely on those strong third-period comebacks and think you're going to beat even average teams consistently. This is a Blues team that has been giving up four, five, six goals a game on a regular basis, and the Islanders just could not get enough quality scoring chances against them until it was too late. And yeah, okay, you peppered 40 shots at Tomas Grice, and Grice, you know, played pretty well until late in the game, but you are not going to win a lot of games uh, when you fall behind 5-1. to one. It, it, it just isn't going to happen. And it was great to see the third period surge late in the game. But no, you, you, you know, you, you're just not going to get the job done consistently falling behind like that. And one other thing, the Islanders just weren't as physical as they normally were. Romanov and Matt Martin each with four hits. Casey Sezikis had three. But the, the physicality wasn't there. Uh, only one Islander had more than one block shot. That was Adam Pellick. There were some just, it, there just wasn't a feeling in that arena that this team came to play. And realistically, at the end of the day, if you're not going to come to play in this league, you're going to leave a lot of points on the table. And as we discussed on yesterday's show, when you look at the Islanders' upcoming schedule, they can't afford to leave a lot of points on the table because things are about to get a lot more difficult. So, 
you know, I'm I, I'm just at a loss. Rough game for Scott Mayfield. He was a minus four, and he had some of those turnovers. And I'm a big Scott Mayfield fan, but this was not a great effort by him. Uh, you know, Adam Pellick got shaken up. That was very uh, upsetting, and the lack of a penalty call on, on that play or, or the lack of a major penalty call, also disappointing. Just overall not liking what I'm seeing. And believe it or not, now, you know, losing this game, Islanders are now in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. They're tied with Pittsburgh for third, but Pittsburgh has a game in hand. And they're one point behind Carolina, but Carolina has a couple of games in hand. And now the schedule gets tough. So this lack of effort, this lack of of a feeling that this team starts the game when the puck drops for the opening faceoff, it isn't going to get it done. In the first period, for long stretches, the fourth line was the only line generating quality chances until Dobson scored with a little, little more than two minutes left in the period. You have got to be there from the minute the puck drops. And the fact that the Islanders haven't done that consistently has really hurt them over the course of this season. So wake up, Lane Lambert. You got to get this team to play from the beginning of the game. And if you don't, you're going to have more nights like this because third period comebacks down two, three goals, they are the exception, not the rule. And if that's your pattern, you're not going to have a great season. All right, we have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders, all that, and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to World Cup soccer and esports and, of course, hockey. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And, hey, Islanders, Devils, Friday, check out the odds because the Islanders will be underdogs and you could probably get some good ones at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. And it was a, another solid week down in Bridgeport. This team doing very well, uh, and, and it's been great to watch this season. Uh, recapping those three games last Wednesday... Islanders beating the Providence Bruins, the team in first place, and uh, they scored a 4-3 to win, 
uh, in that game, and it was three first-period goals and then a winner by Chris Terry midway through the third to get the victory. Three game winners for Terry, uh, Ruslan Iskakov, William Dufour, and Otto Koivala also scoring. Jakub Skarek, 21 saves to earn the win, and the Islanders got the week off to a good start. They followed that up with another strong game Saturday against the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Penguins. A 5-1 win, a goal and two helpers for Chris Terry. 32 saves for Corey Schneider. And the Islanders break out with that 5-1 win. Uh, really good. One goal on the power play. That's the fourth straight game. They have scored at least one power play goal. Killing off six Shorthanded situations, so that was really strong. And the Islanders just playing very opportunistic hockey. William Dufour with the power play goal, so that was a, a very good thing. And look, Andy Andreoff, uh, Chris Terry, they have five-game point streaks now as of that Saturday game. So a, a strong performance by the Bridgeport Islanders, and a second victory there. Unfortunately, Sunday, they could not keep the momentum going. The Springfield Thunderbirds beating the Islanders 3-1 to in that one. Uh, Samuel Bulduck with the only goal, but it was not enough. That ended a three-game winning streak and a seven-game unbeaten streak in regulation, but, uh, you know, wasn't what they wanted. Now, that was the first loss for Bridgeport in regulation to Springfield, but overall, a, a disappointing performance. Jakob Skarik, 16 saves, and the, the Islanders' power play failed. They go 0 for 4, and that was a big difference. You look now at the standings, and Bridgeport is still third in the Atlantic Division, but, you know, there are three elite teams. You have Providence, Hershey, and Bridgeport, and very little space separating those three. And then after that, there's a drop, and then you have Charlotte and Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Lehigh Valley following in the standings. But Bridgeport right now, 13-4-4 through 21 games. Hard to believe that that, 13-4-4, a 7-14 point percentage puts you in third place in the division, but this is a very strong division. By contrast, in the North Division, the Islanders would be in first place. In the Central Division, they would be in first place. And in the Pacific Division, they would be in first place. So here the Islanders are, third in their division, but also third best record in the league. Go figure that one out. As for scoring, there's a three-way tie for the lead, on this team, Andy Andreoff, Chris Terry, and Samuel Bolduck all tied with 19 points. Andreoff with 11 goals, Terry with 5, Bolduck with 4. Ruslan Ishkakov has 17 points, 6 of those goals. William Dufour now 8 goals in 20 games over an 80-game season. That would be a 32-goal pace, so that's pretty impressive. Arno Durando with 15 points through 21 games. So Bridgeport continues to do well. You win two out of three over last week, and that has to be an encouraging sign. Corey Schneider still 
playing outstanding goal for the Bridgeport Islanders. He is now 9-1-1 on the season, a 9-21 save percentage and a 242 goals against average. Jakob Skarik, a 349 goals against average and 883 save percentage. He is 4-3-3 on the season. So Skarik not playing as well as Schneider, but starting to turn it around a little bit, and hopefully he can pick things up there. This weekend, uh, three games back-to-back-to-back for the Bridgeport Islanders. The first two are at home. The Hershey Bears come to town Friday night. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start at Bridgeport. That's a big game. Then the first place, Providence Bruins come to town Saturday for a 7 o'clock start. And then Sunday, a 3.05 afternoon start in Providence against the Bruins. So a very important weekend as the third-place Islanders take on the second-place Hershey Bears and then a home-and-home with the first-place Providence Bruins. If the Islanders can do well this weekend, they could find themselves in first place in the Atlantic Division. If you want to come see the Islanders' uh, future stars play now, Friday and Saturday at Bridgeport is your chance to head over and see some of these players, William Dufour, uh, Atu Ratu, Uh, You know, these are the guys you want to keep an eye on, and they are in Bridgeport playing right now. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will talk about, uh, first we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, and then we'll talk about the tough road ahead for this team. It's going to be a challenge, and we're going to really get an idea of how good this Islanders team is. We'll talk about that and more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And we are going to go back because yesterday, uh, or actually Monday, was the 52nd birthday of former Islanders defenseman Kevin Haller. Haller originally drafted in the first round by the Buffalo Sabres in 1989 made his NHL debut during the 90-91 season for Buffalo. 6'2", 195 pounds, pretty good size for a player in the late 80s, early 90s. Moved on to play for the Canadiens, the Flyers, the Hartford Whalers, then the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks before joining the Islanders in the 2000-2001 season. Played one game with the Isles in 01-02 before hanging up his skates. Haller... Not a very dominant offensive player, especially by the time the Islanders uh, got him. He had one goal and six points in 30 games for the Isles, along with 56 penalty minutes for his career, 642 NHL games, 41 goals, 138 points, 907 penalty minutes, add 64 playoff games, was on the cup-winning Canadiens in 1993, seven goals, 23 points and 71 penalty minutes in the playoffs for his career. Taking a look at one of his better games with the Islanders, November 27, 2000, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, in this one, Kevin Weeks gets the start for Tampa Bay. Uh, while Wade Flaherty in goal for the Islanders, and the Islanders fall behind early. They 
are short hand, uh, excuse me, the Islanders get on top early on the power play with Martin St. Louis serving at too many men on the ice penalty. Roman Hammerlick, his eighth from Brad Isbister and Kenny Janssen at 8.22, 1-0 Islanders. And then 46 seconds later, the Island, uh, 26 seconds later, excuse me, the Islanders make it 2-0. Claude Lapointe, his third from a young guy named Zdeno Chara and Tim Connolly, 2-0 Isles. Then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kevin Haller, his first of the year, his only goal as an Islander, Claude Lapointe and Tim Connolly with the assist, Isles up 3-0. But back come the Lightning, Vincent LeCavalier, his 10th from Martin St. Louis, Makes it 3-1, to one, but the Islanders answer. With seven seconds left in the opening period, Dave Scatcherd, his fifth from Claude Lapointe, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kevin Haller, Isles up 4-1 after one. Second period, all bolts. A power play goal with Claude Lapointe in the box for boarding Frederick Modine, his 12th from Pavel Kabina and Brad Richards, that makes it 4-2. to two. And then Brad Richards, his seventh from Corey Sarich at 16:58. The Isles lead cut to one goal after two periods. But in the third, Taylor Pyatt, his first from Dave Scatcher, just 58 seconds into the period, gets the Islanders a 5-3 lead. Martin St. Louis makes it 5-4 at the 2:23 mark. Brian Holzinger and Ryan Johnson with the assist. But then... Oleg Kavasha gives the Islanders a little breathing room. He makes it 6-4. His sixth from Marius Tchaikovsky and Roman Hammerlick at 8-40. And Mark Parrish, two minutes later, puts the game out of reach. His fifth from Tim Connolly. Final score in this one, Islanders 7, Lightning 4. The win to Wade Flaherty. He had 15 saves. For our Islanders birthday of the day, Kevin Haller, a goal, an assist, a plus 2 and he scored on one of his two shots. Haller on the ice for a hair under 19 minutes. So Kevin Haller is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Things are not going to be easy for this Islanders team. You've now lost three out of your last four, and the schedule is going to get tough. Friday at New Jersey. Saturday, at home against the Carolina Hurricanes, two of the teams that are ahead of you in the Metropolitan Division standings. Then a trip to Boston, Arizona, Vegas, Colorado, and the New York Rangers. So, basically, six of your next seven on the road and six of your next seven against some of the best teams in the NHL. The Islanders, we're going to see whether or not this fast start by this team was something that was real or if it is something that this team, you know, cannot sustain. And I'm not saying they have to, you know, out of the next six games, you have to go 5-1, 5-1 or 4-1-1. Break even. Go out against these top teams over the next six, seven games and, you know, get me some points. Get me some points. In these seven games, get me seven or eight points. And I think that would be really, really solid. 
And, you know, then there's a brief homestand and then a West Coast road trip after that. It is not going to be easy. And we're going to really see, number one, how Lane Lambert handles this team and whether or not they can overcome some of their uh, problems early in games. And number two, how the Islanders stack up against some of the best teams in the league. You beat New Jersey or Boston or Carolina. They've already beaten Colorado once, Vegas. You, you, you beat these teams. You really show that you belong with the better teams in the league. You go out in these next seven games and go two and five, then I think we all come to the understanding that if Lou Lamorello doesn't get some goal-scoring help for this team sooner rather than later, they're not going to be able to sustain the early season success that they had. This next seven games are, they're critical. They are critical. And it's a test for Lane Lambert. It's a test for this team. If they play the way they did last night against the Blues over the next seven games, they'll be lucky to win one or two. If they play the way they did against the Blackhawks or earlier in the season against the Avalanche or, uh, you know, some of the other games that they won, this team can go four and three or five and two or four, two and one. Get me those seven points in the next seven games and I think this team will be just fine. So... Lots to look out for, and let's hope this team can get it done. This is a huge, huge test. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders!